Good morning. And welcome to the season of Advent. For those of you who are not familiar with the season of Advent, uh, it's a uh, it's a calendar of the church, <clears throat> not just the United Methodist Church, but many denominations take part in the lectionary. We use a new common lectionary, and uh, the first Sunday of Advent is like New Year's Day. It's uh, the it, there are four Sundays between now and Christmas. We don't get uh, we don't always get four weeks of Advent, but we do always get four Sundays of Advent, and it's our time to reflect on Jesus' birth, on the promise of His return, and uh, how we live the, the Christmas and and the uh, Easter messages out in our faith. I welcome you. Jerry Sue just played a beautiful version of the song we're about to sing, number 211. The first two and the last two verses. Oh, come, oh, come.
Advent is a time to strive for understanding. Today we light the first candle, the candle of hope. Marking the beginning of our spiritual journey this Advent season, the light of this candle reminds us that hope begins with a spark that at first seems small and insignificant, but in time grows into a brilliant flame, a flame that quickly spreads, filling the darkness with light and bringing a renewed sense of hope to a world filled with doubt and fear. scripture that through Christ we have hope. Forgive our lack of faith and restore in our hearts the assurance that your love can conquer the tyranny of injustice in a broken world. We pray today that you would strengthen our faith in your mercy and righteousness so that we can live in hope every day of our lives. As the scriptures are read today, I'm, I'm going to ask you to listen carefully to the pronouns that are that are in these readings. You know what a pronoun is? You know, that's he, she, or it, or you, or we, them, us, they. Yeah, you know what pronouns are. Okay. If I say more, I may show that I'm not altogether sure. Uh, Jeremiah 33, 14 through 16. Hear God's word. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill my gracious promise with the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will raise up a righteous branch from David's line who will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety, and this is what he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. The word of God for the people of God. When we uh, gather as a church, we bring our own concerns. Uh, Some of those are very personal and we wouldn't We wouldn't reveal them to anybody here. Some of those are obvious, and so we pray for other people as well. Uh, Some of those are 
concerns of the community, concerns of our nation, or concerns of our world. Uh, some of them are heavy burdens upon us, and uh, we need to remember and to, uh, to pray to God earnestly. But remember that we pray together. And we pray with all the church, all the people of God who uh, serve and follow our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. God of heaven and earth, God of all creation, Whatever the scientists, paleontologists, and others tell us about the origins of this earth and of this universe, you are the one who spoke it into existence. You are the one who has blessed it eternally with your presence. You are the one who made us in your image, male and female. You are the one who has given us instructions to exercise stewardship and care for all that you have created. We thank you for all of those who have gone before us, for those who live faithfully from the time of Adam to the time of Jesus. For those who prayed for your Messiah and those who longed for your will to be made known. For those who determined to keep your commandments. For those who strove to be faithful in whatever ways. We thank you for your church. For the many expressions of faith from the east to the west. Uh, from the, the Roman Catholic to the Protestant Reformation and even to our own time. We thank you for your word of Scripture, sacred and holy, for its earliest translations from Greek and Hebrew, for its earliest translations into English and German and other languages, and for, and for the way many writers have sought to make it more understandable and readable to us today. We thank you for your word made flesh. The one whose birth we will celebrate later this month. The one who abides with your presence and your Holy Spirit. The one who would teach us your word and your will. We thank you and we ask your help that we may continue to grow in your image and to grow as Jesus Christ as we understand him and his faithfulness to you. As we meet him in your love for all persons. As we see him challenging the authorities of his own day. Not with violence but with understanding, seeking to speak a clear word, showing your love by his own words and deeds.
Now we worship in this long tradition. We worship these Sundays of Advent to prepare our hearts and our minds more than they have been ready yet. To accept your word, to see Jesus among us, to recognize his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. And to know that we are your children. And to know that you would have us extend the invitation of, and, and the knowledge of that faith to all people of all places and times. It's a great undertaking and sometimes uh, it seems far removed from what we do here at this point and place. But... Uh, we ask you to lift our eyes beyond the sorrows of this earth to uh, hear our concerns for those who are struggling in many ways to celebrate with us our victories, our recognitions and honors and most of all to uh, be in our hearts and minds as we worship you this first Sunday of Advent. To you be the glory. We pray in Jesus' name and we pray as he taught his disciples when we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thy kingdom turn to hymn number 196 one of my favorite advent songs come thou long expected jesus point I thought I might put it on a uh, phone post and let everybody know at the same time but I did get a call earlier this past week 
And I have an appointment with Vanderbilt in Nashville on January 22nd. In the meantime, I appreciate your continued prayers. Uh, some, some of you have noted that uh, it's quite a surprise that I, I get through the whole hour of worship without serious coughing. I just uh, hope it doesn't start any time between now and January 22nd. Let us hear God's words. And again, listen for the pronouns. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 9 through 13. How can we thank God enough for you? given all the joy we have because of you before our God. Night and day, we pray more than ever to see all of you in person and to complete whatever you still need for your faith. How may our God and Father himself guide us on our way back to you. May the Lord cause you to increase and enrich your love for each other and for everyone in the same way as we also love you. May the love cause you, your hearts to be strengthened, to be blameless in holiness before our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his people. Amen. And from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 1, <clears throat> chapter 21, verses 25 through 36. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth there will be dismay among nations in their confusion over the roaring of the sea and surging waves. The planets and other heavenly bodies will be shaken, causing people to faint from fear and and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. Then they will see the human one coming on a cloud with power and great splendor. Now when these things begin to happen, stand up straight and raise your heads because your redemption is near. Jesus told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, you know that God's kingdom is near. I assure you that this generation won't pass away until everything has happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will certainly not pass away. Take care that your hearts aren't dulled by drinking parties drunkenness, and the anxieties of day-to-day life. Don't let that day fall upon you unexpectedly, like a trap. 
It will come upon everyone who lives on the face of the whole earth. Stay alert at all times, praying that you are strong enough to escape everything that is about to happen and to stand before the human one. The word of God for the people of God. Does that sound like a warning? Or does that sound like a promise? Hmm. Sometimes uh, the pronouns, you know, are essential. If, if there are enough yous and thems and theys, uh, we can take it as a good, strong warning. They better shape up. They better listen. They better do what's right. But other times, if we hear it to ourselves, it might be good for us to hear it as a promise. Now, if we hear it as a promise to us, I suggest we need to go back and uh, you know, kind of retune, listen again, and hear that first part as a warning to us. As a warning to us and them. And then hear the promise as a promise to us and them. I can't remember where I was, when it was. I'd been out of school for quite a while. And I can't even remember what was said, but somebody said something one day and all of a sudden I realized. So that's what self-righteousness is about. Uh, it's, it's not just that arrogance that says I'm right and you're wrong. Uh, it's, it's that. But it's more. It, it's not just the, uh, the confidence that I've done all I can to be as good as I can, as good as my mom and my daddy wanted me to be. And that, that maybe I'm finally getting there. Now, self-righteousness may include some of that. And uh, it's, it's certainly worthwhile for us to try to clean up our acts and try to be the best person we can. But uh, that's, uh, that's not going to be gained in self-righteousness. Self-righteousness is at the root of all evil. Oh, not just the love of money. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's at that base of, of evil where we put ourselves in the place of God. Say, I know what's right. And I've done it. Pastor, you depend on me. God can depend on me. Because I've got it right. And I'm not going to lose it. No way am I going to let that go. I'll go to my grave righteous. Without fault. Now, I didn't say self-righteous. But, how did I say it? Don't you get kind of a hint that maybe this is on the, on the line there leaning toward it? Self-righteousness? 
On the other hand, you know, we're, we're taught to be humble. Now, there are a lot of country songs, you know, humble and proud, all mixed together. But uh, we're taught to be humble. And, and I find that in some people, there's a false humility. Oh, yes, I'm humble. I, I'm humble. I know my sins. I know my faults. Well, why haven't you gotten on your knees and asked forgiveness? There's ladies who always skipped Sunday on when we were having Holy Communion. I finally asked her one day, I said, why aren't you there? You're there every other Sunday. She said, well, preacher, you know, I, there's some people I just... Uh, they just make me angry. Now wait a minute. You admit you're angry at, at some people. You're mad at them. You got some differences that are unsettled. And uh, for that reason you don't come to take communion. Well I don't want to take condemnation under myself. By receiving the sacrament. What are you doing if you don't receive the sacrament? And hold on to your animosities and your anger and all that stuff. You get it? Uh, There's a false humility. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a humble person. I'm I'm humble. I'm humble. I'm I'm, I'm so humble it just makes you sick. You know, God and I are like that. But I don't pray about it. No way. I'm, I'm too modest and I'm too humble. I pray about it. Well, what are you doing if you're not bragging? False humility, self-righteousness, they're kind of, it's almost one and the same, just kind of on different, different sides of the equation. And one, I think, is about as rotten as Bad as the other. You see, uh, the only the only substitute for self righteousness is not self indignation or self put downs or that kind of humility. Uh, that's not that's that's not the uh, substitute for you know for self righteousness. And in all the scriptures today, uh, you hear the message of what God has done and is doing for God's people. And uh, it's, it's one and the same with what God has done through, through all time for humanity and for all people. And whether it's Old Testament, we're reading it in terms of Hebrews, Israelites, or Jews, or or New Testament, we're reading it in terms of the early church and the United Methodists of our own day. Um, There is a sense in which what God does for us, God does for everyone. Salvation is offered to all the world for any. For any who would come to God. And if they don't know Jesus, it may be our fault. 
Uh, that, uh, that righteousness is not something we earn. Uh, you know, this, this, is, this is old news. This is, you've heard this a hundred thousand times. It's, it, it's not something we earn. It's not something we do other than accepting Jesus as our Savior, accepting God as the God of mercy and grace. It, it, it's not something we earn and it's not something we gain by our doing. That's important, and uh, you know I, I'm thankful for Wesley on this one. Uh, once we accept salvation, there's plenty more we can do, and that's in the First Thessalonians readings where uh, there's a lot of ours and yours, and you know our faith is important to you because your faith is important to us, and we're all important to God. And so there's, there's a lot of yours and ours and uh, eventually there's the hope and the confidence that they all come together. But it's not the us and them. It's the yours and ours, you and us. Uh, in the gospel, Jesus just makes it clear that there's coming a time. There's coming a day. And uh, nobody knows except God when it'll be. But if you, uh, if you know the signs of springtime, you know, if you know when the leaves are, are coming out on the trees, uh, if, if you know the signs of winter when the temperature is dropping and... Uh, If you can prepare for the cold and if you can prepare for the planting and if you can prepare for the harvest, then it's important to know that in our life of faith, there's time to plant. And there's time to reap. There's time to sow. There's time to harvest. Uh, there are all these times and, you know, we may be on, on, on different calendars ourselves, but we as church embody all of that to uh, welcome others into this faith we may not be able to welcome them if we don't invite them and by welcoming by welcoming them then then asking them to catch us this catch this this one's loaded okay this this one's loaded invite them to join us in our studies and in our learning and in our growing in that faith, our, yours, that should be every one of us. You know, we still have Sunday school. Uh, we have weekly studies. Now, some of you do things I don't know about, so uh, I'm glad for that. And uh, but be glad for you to join in more of our things. Um, but the point is not just to be active in Sunday school or in study groups, but but the point is to be growing in our faith and and to be recognizing the the you and the ours 
of the church and as the church recognizes that to see the possibilities within the community and, and, and as the church universal recognizes that well we're getting ready for Christmas we're going to put up a tree we're going to buy our presents we're going to uh, decorate ooh we've done a wonderful job here you should have seen these stars last week. Crooked. <laughs> but now they're straight. But we, we do our decorating. We do our enhancements of the worship center. And uh, we don't do it just for us. That's why I insist we invite the people we, we've served in um, ministry, mission, feeding, and, and helping to to come and see this sanctuary. That's why the Advent season and the Christmas season both are, are special times when we can more easily share the love of God, the hope, the promise of a Savior, and the reality of God's love in Jesus Christ for all the world. No, it's not my righteousness that counts. I don't want to be a despot or an evil, wicked person, but it's not my righteousness that counts. The Lord God is our righteousness. The righteousness of all who would come of all who would join under the banner of Christ. What about you? Let's pray. You, I, we, God, you know the pronouns we use when we talk about uh, other people, when we talk about ourselves and families and friends and neighbors and world affairs and enemies. And you know, you listen to our pronouns. May we be one with you in Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. May we be one with others who seek to know, who struggle in their lostness, who long for some good news. May we be one with Christ in this Advent season and the Christmas that comes until the end of time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our final hymn is number 206. I want to walk as a child of the light. Uh, very interesting song as you uh, hear the words. Uh, it's got a few pronouns in it too, uh, starting with that I. And uh, I would invite you through the Advent season and the, in the coming weeks to uh, be more determined, more uh, conscious of, of your words and your actions, of the things you do and the motives behind them. And uh, be able to, to sing with this 
hymn writer and with our congregation. I, I truly want to be and to walk as a child of the light. Let's stand as we sing.